0: Hey, this is Mike at SalesRabbit.com. We've got four great new products coming out, movers, weather, data grid AI, and digital contracts. These things are going to change the face of the field sales industry. Come visit us at SalesRabbit.com to learn more. What's up, guys? Sam Taggart here with the DDD Podcast. And this podcast is going to be cool on leadership. And I had a client of ours in our elite mastermind coaching group, Dan Lillistall, who had reached out because he'd been reading a John Maxwell book. And if anybody had seen John Maxwell speak at door-to-door con last year and read any of his books. He talks about how he was really hungry to become the best leader possible. And in my opinion, he is one of the greatest leaders and written more leadership content than anyone in the history of leadership. And he would ask a lot of people these sit down, lunch interviews, or he'd call out leaders that he aspired to be. And he'd ask them five simple questions. And so Dan reached out to me and said, Hey, will you help? me with these same five questions. I'm trying to, you know, he runs a roofing company in Minnesota and, you know, he's just aspiring to be a better business owner. And so I figured in this podcast, I would dive into, you know, these five questions and just kind of answer these for everyone, not just Dan. Um, But I'll direct them to you, Dan, because I love you. And I uh, anyway, so like I think of leadership as just such a journey to mastery, like it's never anybody's like, I've made it. I am the ultimate leader. Um, And you think of like the great leaders in the world, like Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King and Gandhi and, you know, Moses and Jesus. And, you know, you look at presidents and you look at religious leaders. You look at, you know, people that have even like Hitler, like a phenomenal leader because he convinced so many people to do so many things that, you know, upon his command. And you're like, well, he didn't lead for the good, but he still had some insane leadership qualities. Um, And so... What's cool is we teach like a leadership boot camp every month. We host a business and leadership boot camp where for two days, and this is where Dan came and um, really kind of interacted with us the most. Was you know for two days we teach business systems and strategies on building teams and training systems and accountability and motivating and culture. And it's something that I'm super passionate about. A lot of people see me as the door to door guy, but I'm like no 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 no. I teach businesses way more than I teach single reps. Because if I can help the business owner and the leaders, they can then disseminate the information down to their people. And it's about, you know, leadership is what you do and how you show up. Not like, oh, I, you know, I give this to my people because Sam is going to be the guy that's going to teach them. I'm like, no, I need to teach you to do it so that you can then teach them and do the right things and show up for them the right way. Um, So the first question he's asked is, when did you first see yourself as a leader? And you know I played sports growing up, and I, I thought about this question, and I was captain of the soccer team. Um, I, in high school, I was six man on the basketball team, so I moved from Park City to uh, California after my freshman year. And that sophomore year, I played in a high school basketball team where in Fresno, we had like over 3,000 students at our high school, it was huge. And you definitely had taller, more athletic people than you did in Park City, little ski town, Utah. And it was fun because I've always had this kind of like coach mentality to the point where my basketball coach would get so mad because I would always make suggestions. I'm like, well, why would we do this? And why would we, why don't we do it like this? Like what? And then he got to the point where he started calling me coach Sam and they made a hat for me that I I would wear at practices that literally said coach Sam, Utah. I probably could find that hat somewhere. And just because it became the running joke is I loved kind of orchestrating and being like, okay, you guys, and you guys, almost the point where I I enjoyed that more than having to start or having to be the all-star player. Um, I was good. I just wasn't like the all-star center of the attention. I felt more excited about coaching and more excited about strategy, more excited about doing things more efficiently. And that's when I started to kind of really realize like, oh, I'm a leader And that same year. I started um, The Gutterman, is what we called that business. And um, I spray painted shirts and we, we I didn't, I don't think I ever set up an LLC, but um, I got about 11 of my friends to convince them all to go paint addresses on the curbs. So that's why we call ourselves The Gutterman, because we were always spending our time in the gutter. And... Um, I would divvy out area I divvy out I had multiple stencil kits um, and I managed the money and things like that and I I ran a little business and um, I found that as I could help other people make a lot of money I also started to make a lot of money and um, I, I look at early days in you know my childhood I'd host these cool epic skate parties (laughs) I'd bring all my cousins and friends and we'd go roller skating or, or skateboarding, skate park. And I would, I I loved hosting events. I loved creating experiences. I loved being the the loud one in the room. Um, and so that's kind of when I, I, I mean, thinking back to like early days is when my dad would always say, Hey, you were born different than the rest of the kids. And you always would say you're meant to be a great leader. And, you know, I I, I got to give my dad props and my mom is because they just, they, they almost like treated me different. I don't know, like I'm not trying to throw anything on other, other siblings. I have six siblings, but it was almost like they, they knew I was built differently and I saw things differently and they said, you're destined to be a great leader. And that, that to me is probably almost what created this responsibility to say, okay, I can't let them down and I need to live up to like what God's potential was for me on this earth. Um, so the next, the next question is, what are some of the greatest challenges you faced as a leader now? A lot. (laughs) And I continue to face challenges. It's funny because a lot of people think like, oh, you're now like the sit on the throne. You've got all your team below you. But reality is there's so much more emotional turmoil that comes through leadership than being the individual, being the rep being the solopreneur and you know i was just studying the this book called the infinite atonement and it talked about christ when he atoned for our sins he just brought a bigger cup how did he withstand how did he hold up all the sins and all the turmoil and all the agony that every soul pre and post christ had ever gone through and as we elevate our consciousness and as we expand our understanding knowledge spiritual mental physical capacities we are able to bear more burden of others um too often people can't lead themselves and they can't you know they they can't seem to even withhold themselves where leaders that lead big tribes, big organizations, big teams they've been able to withstand so much individually and with a small team than a big team then a big organization, then a culture and their movement that you look at like the hardships become even harder. Like the feeling, the opposition, the goods and the highs become even higher because you have bigger stages, bigger audiences, bigger paydays, and the lows become even lower. And that's an important principle to understand when you think of the biggest challenges. So um, one that stood out, a couple that stood out to me was when I would hire friends or people in my own network You know i was always scared i'm like i don't want to hire a friend and then it goes south and sometimes it does like sometimes they end up end up having to fire them, and you're like hey i love you as a human but you suck as an employee (laughs) and those are hard conversations to have and i'm a a avoid conflict natural tendency and you know when you have to let go of key people that are, are you've built relationships with and you've had to make some hard judgment calls and you have to look at simple data and you're like Dude, it's so cool having you around, but that doesn't mean I need to write you a paycheck every, every, every week. Like that, we can still be friends on the weekends, but I don't need to fund your life for not producing the return and value. Um, and another one is bad ethics. I remember hiring certain people where you would think they would see it as stealing when you advance them money. And, you know, I remember paying this guy 30,000 bucks. He came with all this promise and I vetted it and it was legit. And then two weeks later he quits. And you're just like, well, I need my 30 grand back. And for some reason he feels he's justified to keep the $30,000. And you're like, in what world, in what universe can you go to somebody, take $30,000 off the shelf, and then two weeks later be like, ah, just kidding. And then then keep the thing, you know what I mean? Like there's no fair transaction there. And that's happened to me countless times. And it's like the ethics and standard in which people see and do business has been shocking. And the deeper ingrained in companies and organizations and the way people make decisions is greed, fear, fear there's so much lack of responsibility you know people just saying like yeah it was my fault i i will own up to that here you go and then there's a lot of times where the people just don't own up to their own shit it's like it's frustrating um and the the third thing that i found is the greatest challenge is just nobody gets you when you're alone having to jam on emails until midnight or you're you know dealing with like people yelling and telling you you suck and businesses sucks and this and the review this and there's times where you're just like only I can feel this and only I can take responsibility for this and only I can fix this so when you're like hey I, I look to delegate as much as I can as a leader it's like your time is your biggest currency and when you know you have to spend certain time on money or you have to spend certain time fixing a, a, a customer problem or complaint, or you you know you have to spend so much time on something and you're like, I wish I could call somebody and tell them to do it. you know? you're just like, like but, but as a leader, like there's certain things that you just have to pick up the scraps. And I think when I think of the biggest challenges, I think of the days where You know, I had to run billing or I had to go update CRMs and I had to go, you know, recalculate a ton of these little transactions. And you're just like, I don't normally do this and this is so hard and and it's not like what I want to be spending time on. And you just have to do the things that you don't like to do. And that is a huge challenge of leadership and too often people see leader because they get a lot of the highlight like the opposition here is the greatest um but they forget that they go through all the shit too um and money has been a challenge like when i started d a lot of people don't realize i spent a year and a half paying other people's payroll and not taking taking a single dime considering the fact that i'm the one that's people are paying to do all the work I'm the one doing the consulting, the videos, the training, the products. And I didn't even get a check. And that was a challenge for me. And I've almost had to rewrite my brain the last year to be like, oh, it's okay, Sam, you can take a paycheck. And that's been a hard rewrite. Um, It's just changing my own identity to keep up with like the evolution of a leader that I'm becoming. And that's common for people to run into. Um, the, The next question is, what contributed to your growth as a leader? Um, I mean, a lot of things, but the first one is coaches, masterminds, and mentors. Uh, I look at books as one way to be mentored, but I also see that as like, that's just like the consistent drip that needs to kind of always happen, kind of like an email campaign. Every week I get an email from some company. Cool, every week I read a book or every month I read a book, and I'm just always keeping my mind and in, 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 in alert, right? Um, but but the main thing is I paid a lot of money to coaches. I mean, I, I literally was never afraid to be like, I need a speaking coach. I need a business coach. I need a financial coach. I need a spiritual coach. I need a, uh, <laughs> like, whatever that is. Like, you know, you pay to go to the dentist to keep your teeth clean. If I'm trying to say, I want to be the best leader, I'm going to pay the leaders that I aspire to be like and have them teach me to be clean and to do things right and keep me in alignment. The biggest thing is, like, there's been many times I've wanted to throw rocks. I've wanted to throw in the towel. I've wanted to sling mud and, 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 and be like, dude, did you guys not see these guys all just screwed me? Like, that just cost me 500 grand. And, you know, I, I, I went through a lawsuit, multiple lawsuits that I've had to sue companies and be like, okay, you didn't pay or you F this over. And, and it's frustrating. And you want to just be like, there it's, shit like they suck and i want to spit that in front of twelve thousand people on my facebook group and i want to put it on a podcast get thousands of down like i just don't say this shit like i just i'm like i don't need the validation from all these people um and and coaches have helped be like and does it who does it serve how does it how does that affect you and get you farther and i'm like you're right you're right okay and so that to me has helped me really remember the leader that I want to step into. Um, And then the trial by fire. I mean, I think that like what's developed me is I'm, I'm always constantly looking to stretch my leadership. So, it's like, where can I step into lead something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable? So, for example, we're hosting the Ultimate Sales Bootcamp where I'm doing it with two juggernauts on social media, made way more money than I probably made. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to go speak and co-host with them. And they're going to be analyzing every little thing I do and how I do registration, and how I do this and how I do that. And I'm like, great, I get an opportunity to stretch myself. Great, I get an opportunity to... To step into a greater position of leadership and a bigger stage and a bigger audiences, um, and then, you know, I, I I also think of like, you know, like w- this next question. It's like, what are you doing to currently grow as a leader? And it kind of uh, uh, it pushes me, is I am always looking for higher quality people to lead. So it, for me, it's like, how what am I currently doing to grow? Is I'm putting myself in bigger high net worth people. And then I'm saying, can I be seen as a leader to them? Do they look up to me and say, I love what he's doing. I love how he operates. I love how he shows up. I love his content. I, I feel inspired when I'm around him. And you're like, wow, like me? And, and a lot of times you're like, really? Like, you they're looking at me, right? <laughs> Just like, yes. And like, when I allow my own internal like child like that little boy that's kind of the insecure like oh like I want to be like them one day when I allow them when I allow that to be like oh there is no like hierarchical element of they're so much cooler than me and I just look at all things as even playing field no matter how much income fitness accolades they have and I say there's only one Sam a Sam is a Sam A lot of competitors are starting to come into this D2D training world and I just go, great, they're not me. (laughs) That's phenomenal. And what people pay me for is me. What people are led by is by me. And if they choose to be led by someone else, then phenomenal. I have an abundant mindset around it, but my whole mentality is like a Sam is a Sam and I will influence those that, I need to be, that need to be influenced by me, and I will show up as my highest self and that journey to my even higher self, and I will inspire millions of people. And that's what I choose for, and I hope you choose that same thing as a leader. And the next thing is I just, like I'm branching out of my comfort zone and other elements. I own two software companies I rarely talk about, uh, Vanilla and recruit matic And this journey over the last three years developing tech, developing tech systems and tracking and all of that has been such an interesting journey. I started an e-commerce business um, a few years ago that I had to find inventory marketing, influencer marketing to all these different things to do um, a a baby romper that we invented. And, you know, different side projects to put myself, I'm buying a commercial space here now and mobile home parks and just trying different things that now stretch your, you know, your, usually you get one track minded. I know how to lead a door to door sales team really well. are like, great, but do you know how to lead investors? Do you know how to lead tech people? Do you know how to lead a developer? Do you know how to, you know, like all these different elements and then you can compile and say, wow, there's likeness amongst these categories in life. And now I'm becoming a well-rounded, powerful leader without being distracted from my mission. Everything would align for my mission. But it's like, how am I really diversifying my opportunities to lead is another piece in this. Um, What is the biggest piece of advice that you would have for someone who aspires to be an effective leader? Uh, A huge thing for me is have systems and organization so the first system i'm going to talk about is and i'll show you my system so this is my evernote Um, i would highly recommend using evernote and what i've done is i've created notebooks that all have the category categories of content that i would consume so for me being a leader is being a teacher being somebody that can transmit data and, and, and and education and knowledge to someone else so that they feel more educated and confident and so you're like great in door to door, we have sales, leadership, and growth. And so, if I go to growth, I have how to how to retain, how to prospect, how to interview, how to how to sign people. You know, and these all have subcategories. If I have sales, I have you know sales general, how to do referrals, nonverbal presenting, um, prospecting, objection handling, closing. You know, and then you you come in here and you're like, cool. Anytime I learn something cool on closing, you know, take a Tyler McAllister spoke at door to doorCon. I rewatched his thing. I liked where he talked about this and then manufacture deadlines. Mike O'Donnell talked about this. Chris Voss when I when I was doing a, reading his master or listening to his master class, talked about this. And so I'm compiling a very organized way to recall data because we could read all the books that we want. If we can't teach anything from that book, then great. If we could interview all the leaders that we want, go to all the seminars that w- we want. But if there's no central way that I can see the data, And train and and transmit this back to um, somebody else, then it didn't serve me because it wasn't implemented, it wasn't taught, it wasn't used for the good. Um, So, you know, you go to this and, you know, I've taken excerpts and screenshots of books and articles and links and, you know, I put in stories and you can see that, like, I draw analogies and every time I learn something, every day my goal is to add to my library of sam's nuggets call it um the next one would be calendaring it's like if i'm trying to help somebody it's just proper planning it's like i I look at i color coordinate things based on certain things you know even like when i want to write in my book when i want to run when i want to do this and this and and having a really structured proactive calendar is going to be huge Um, i do a weekly planning session every sunday and then then another another system is just Systems, so like organization. So this is like a, a content calendar. I use a tool called Airtable, and you know, you you look at like when videos are going to be produced, what podcast goes out, what you know, testimonial video, where it goes, who's in charge of it. So if you 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 know, you you let's go to like one of these that's actually been like in production. So like this is a podcast I did with Mo, and here's the recording that I did. Here's what's going on, and then I have my team members like Christian and Brett and Dallin and different things being made from this content. So it's like I have a really structured and organized way of getting a lot done by leveraging team, assignments, accountability, and that way I know there's a central place that I can take my vision, my ideas, and turn it into action. Because a leader that doesn't know how to transmit his like ideas and vision into action in my opinion, isn't a leader. They're not somebody that can, can take idea into reality, therefore no one would follow them. But the biggest way to be, a, be followed is they see you come up with a vision, they see it come to fruition, and that's been habitual. So they're like, wow, I wanna surround myself with this kind of person that's actually doing something, that's challenging themselves and actually accomplishing the challenges. And that to me would be a huge piece of advice for somebody that really wants to be an effective leader. Everybody can say, I'm a leader, but ask yourself how many people are following and that's your true indication of how good of a leader you are. Uh, So hopefully you got some leadership tips out of this podcast and Dan, I love you and I think you're amazing. I hope you're coming out to the recruiting summit in September and love you guys. So if you got some value out of this, send this to your leader. If you're not a leader or your leader is struggling, hopefully this gives him or her some love And I hope everyone looks to aspire to be the best leader that they can be. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys liked it. Leave some comments or review. Love to hear you guys on the next episode. (laughs)